All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening <clears throat> as we are. As always, as um, somebody in our comments just said, um, Sister Betty, she says, praise the Lord. So as always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. And from the title, we'll be talking about the power of the tongue. Um, as Tony has sent me the description of tonight's message, started off with saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words could never hurt me. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of sayings that we are taught as kids growing up to, not, I mean, not saying they were taught with evil intent. They were all just meant to say um, for people to not bother us with the words that they're what they're saying and another saying is i'm rubber you're glue whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you but there are power in words there are definitely there are definitely power and there's power in the tongue i remember one place in the bible it says tongue is unruly evil it is very deceitful and i'm reminded of a pastor saying that our tongue is behind bars our teeth and um, it's covered with a blanket, and it's called in our lips. Because in another place it says, no man can tame it. So if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and upload them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. So I don't have anything else to say. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start by saying a prayer, if you guys can, and will bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word, to grow closer to you. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to keep us <clears throat> over the weeks, the, the months, the years. Uh, just however long you've kept us, Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, we know we can never say thank you enough. And so with every prayer, we try to come to you as humbly as we can to start off by saying thank you. Lord, we're just continuing to, to praise you every day, Lord. We're asking that you would just continue to uh, watch over our loved ones, those that we care about, our enemies, Lord. Help them uh, open their eyes, their understanding. Lord, we're praying for this Bible study tonight also, that you would continue to uh, show your light, uh, just show your, your power, show your revelation, Lord. Uh, we, we need so much of it. We need more of it. So, Lord, we're praying that you would just continue to uh, bless us all. And, Lord, we're con continuing to ask you to keep us in this time that we're in, Lord. We know that there's so many diseases. There's so many uh, crimes being taken out. Like, Lord, we, we know there's so many things that we need prayer, that we need your help with, and that we need to pray for. And so, Lord, we're asking these many blessings, plus so many more that uh, even at this moment that we can't even think to ask for. But Lord, you know all things and you know the things that we need and the things that we uh, desire. And so, Lord, we're praying that we would just continue to line up with your will. And so we're asking you these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so as uh, Melvin already introduced, we're talking about the power of the tongue. Because so often we feel as people that words don't do anything. But we know that's not true. We know words hurt because a lot of times if people hit you with <laughs> certain words, somebody said that was a low blow. I mean, people get quiet because words actually hurt. 
They really do. There's so much power within the words that we speak. And so tonight, uh, I wanted to look at just how God feels about this. Because like Melvin said, we, we've heard different sayings about how words don't don't have any type of effect on us. But anybody in their right mind knows words play a large role on our life because words can make us really words cause us to do a lot of things. Words cause us to fight each other. Somebody say your mama and you ready to fight. They ain't even say nothing about your mama. They just say your mama. <laughs> it only takes words to spark things. Somebody tell you, look, your head nappy. Words. You ready to fight them. You say, well, what about your head? You ready to argue? Words. Words do a lot of damage to us as people. So let's look at what God has to say about these things. We're going to move to Proverbs, uh, the 18th chapter. And we're going to look at verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We find two different alternatives within our words within the tongue death and life they both reside in the tongue and we know our tongue he's not talking about bad breath he's talking about the words that we speak death and life they're both there i i remember um i remember this guy uh, and and i was there for this situation this guy he had he was a delivery driver and he had driven to the wrong place and i was at the place that he drove to and i remember his uh employer was called and i wasn't there for the phone call but i heard the aftermath i seen the aftermath and so his employer was called and when his employer was called, he began to belittle this driver. He began to talk about, man, how, how stupid can you be? He began to curse the man. He began to call him dumb, ignorant. So many names, names that I won't even repeat. He said so many things about this guy. And after this, like I said, I wasn't there when the phone call took place, but I seen the guy afterward. And I could tell something was wrong with him when I seen him just because of the way he was walking. His head was down, and he said, man, I just got chewed out. I'm afraid to go back. Words. The words affected this man. Words caused people to say, I want to hurt myself. Words caused people to say, I don't mean anything to anybody because of the words that we share with one another. A lot of times, we've heard things like this. People tell someone, look, you're not going to be anything. You never will. I hate you. Those words hurt people. There's so much death in those type of words. But we also find life within the tongue, within our words. We find life. Uh, Paul told us in the book of Hebrews, he said, exhort one another daily. Uplift each other. Build each other up. Encourage each other. Uh, strengthen each other. Say blessings to others. There's power in it. Because all of these things help shape someone else's life. There's death and power 
within the tongue. And so whatever we choose, whichever we choose, that's what we're going to end up with. Either death or life. And so there's so many instances where we see how words affect one another. Words cause us to be like someone else. Because I know even me growing up in school, you didn't want anybody to say anything about you. You didn't want anybody to talk about what you had on, what type of shoes you got on. And so what you did was you tried to wear something like everybody else wore. Because we were afraid of their tongue. The power that resided in their tongue. We didn't want to. We were afraid. We, we don't want someone talking about us. We said, oh, who are they talking about? We, we want to find out who's to talk about. Because there's so much power that rest in the tongue there's death and life there but we know Jesus told us he said he came so that we can have life and that more abundantly he came to bring us life and one of the things he needed to affect was our tongue that's he needs to affect our tongue because we don't know how to uplift one another all we know how to do is tear one another down. We know how to mock people. We we see that uh, we see that all throughout our lives, mocking one another. We see it even throughout Scripture. People are mocked. I, I want to run over there real quick. Uh, it's in the book of Second Kings, chapter two and twenty-three, I believe. Got it. Yeah. And he went up from, from thence unto Bethel, and he was going up by the way. There came forth little children out of the city, and mocked him, and said, and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. We, we see power here in the tongue. We see death. This is nothing but death. Mockery. We see they did that to Jesus. They mocked him. That's death. That's nothing but death. But these are the things that we love because this is what we get a laugh out of. And that's what we enjoy in life. We enjoy getting a laugh. But it comes at a price. We have to mock somebody to do it. Oftentimes. But it, do, it shouldn't be that way. And so even here we see these children. They come up to mock the man of God. The prophet here. We see that. The tongue, the power of the tongue. We're going to see that here. So they said, look, go ahead, bald head man. He, he got a bald head. Mocking. This is, we've, we've done this. We, I guarantee we've all done this as kids. Mocking someone. And we still do it as adults too. But God has to come to change that. That's what Jesus said he came to do. He came to bring us life. And in Proverbs, it tells us there's death and life within the tongue. And so the Lord had to come so that he can change our tongue. He's trying to work on our tongue today because there's so much power within our tongue. He came to work on it. Uh, the tongue. 
He had to come and work on the tongue. All right. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. We see just how God did not like this because he allowed the bears to kill these children because he's showing us that there is death and life within the tongue. There's power in our words. See, all these kids did was speak some words. They didn't touch the man. All they did was speak some words. There's power in it, though. The Bible tells us we have to give an account for every idle word that we say. There's power in what we say. And so we have to be careful the things that we say. There's so much power within our tongue. But Jesus told us in the book of Mark, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. God wants to come and affect our tongue because there's death and life in it. He wants to get rid of the death. He wants to give us life. He wants us to speak life unto others. He came to affect the tongue. There's death and life within the tongue. But now, let's actually go over. I want to go over to the book of Acts, the first chapter, and verse 8. Because there is a power that we need. And we'll find out that we cannot control our tongue. We can't do it. Not on our own. Because there's so many people out there today. They say, that's just the way I talk. I can't control that. You can, though. Once you get the spirit of God, you can. And God is expecting you to do that. That's what he's expecting. It has nothing to do with Tony. I say it all the time. But in Acts, the first chapter, let's look at verse 8 here. But ye shall receive power. Power. In Proverbs 18 and 21, I believe, he said, There is death and life in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, he wants to tell us about another power. The power to give us life. He said in verse 8, Jesus said, But ye shall receive power. All right. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power. This power has to affect your tongue because there's so much death that's in there. He has to come and affect the tongue. Flip over to chapter 2, man. Read verse uh, 4 for us. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The power. They were all filled with that power that he told us about in chapter 1. Alright. And began to speak with other tongues. He came and affected their tongue. Because he has to. Somebody out there needs the power to affect that tongue. 
It's about the tongue because there's so much death that is there. That's what we're doing to each other every day, breaking each other down, tearing each other apart, uh, gossiping about each other, spreading rumors, spreading lies about each other. That's what we enjoy as people. But Jesus came to bring us life. He came to change our tongue. He came to give us a new tongue. And we find that's what happened here. He had to get rid of the death and give them life. So now he said you'll receive power once you get the Holy Ghost. And that power was going to come and affect their tongue. Somebody said they got the power, but it never touched their tongue. You didn't get the power. You never got the power. The only way we can receive this power is once it affects our tongue. He, that's what he came to do because there's so much death that's there. He had to come and touch our tongue. He had to set the tongue on fire. He had to set it on fire. That's what we found here. He said, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. He had to come and give them a new tongue. That's what God's trying to do. He's trying to make us talk different. Because the way we talk now is nothing but death. We can't control our tongue. As soon as we hit our toe, we ready to curse somebody. We ready to curse God. <laughs> we ready to curse the people we don't know. We ready to curse everybody. Every time something bad happens, we ready to curse somebody. Curse this day. The tongue. We have no power over it. But we must receive the Holy Ghost so that we have power over our tongue. I want to go to the book of James because James did a lot of talking about the power that's within the tongue. Uh, that's in James the third chapter. And we'll look at verse three here. There's so much power within the tongue. Like I said earlier, you see so many people torn down, torn apart because of the tongue, because that power that's within someone's mouth. In one place in the Bible, he said, look, we should be swift to listen and slow to speak. We got to be, he said, you can keep your mouth closed because what we're so fast to spread is nothing but death. We're not fast to spread life. We're not fast to say, look, bless you. I hope things go well for you. We're not fast to say that. <laughs> We're fast to wish the worst upon people. But God's wanting to change that. He's trying to change our tongue. Paul, excuse me, James did. Uh, he devoted this chapter to talking to us about the power that's within our tongue. All right. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn the, about their whole body. Now, He's talking about some things that we know about. We know we put bits in the horse's mouth and we can tell the horse wherever we want it to go. The horse don't have no control over it. Once we put that bit in his mouth, we say, no, we're going to the right. And he turns. 
he obeys because of the bit that's in his mouth. All right. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listens. We've seen the Titanic. We've seen uh, images of ships. And we've also seen that wheel that turns that extremely large ship. So James is trying to show us something here. He's trying to show us how with such small uh, members, such small things, we can control something extremely large. That's the same thing we do with our car. We have a small steering wheel. And with that steering wheel, we control that large car. We control the SUV. We control the, the Hummer, whatever vehicle it is. We control that extremely large vehicle weighing thousands of pounds with that little bitty wheel. He, he's trying to show us a point. Let's look at the next verse. Even so, the tongue is a little member. Now he's bringing us to his main point. The tongue. Because death and life is in the power of it. But some of us have not yet received the power to control our tongue. We're still going around tearing people apart with our tongue. As soon as we get mad, our tongue, <laughs> the tongue, he runs rampant. The tongue says what it wants to say as soon as we get angry. And I know because it's happened to me before. But God is trying to get us to get control of the tongue. Because there's so much death there. But he wants life to be there. So he said, even so, the tongue is a little member. All right. And boasted great things. Now we know the tongue talks some great stuff. <laughs> he talks a lot of stuff. The tongue talks some things that aren't even close to being true. That's what the tongue does. I was talking to somebody... Uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> and oftentimes when you start talking to someone, they begin to boast about things the conversation wasn't even about. I was talking to a guy. He said, look, me and my father, we can whoop everybody on this lot. <laughs> the tongue began to boast. I just laughed about it because I understood this is the tongue talking. This is death within this person's tongue that's talking. Because God don't want me to sit here and talk about how, how much I can whoop you. That, that's death. That's nothing but death talking. That has nothing to do with life. And so I understand the tricks of the enemy. That's pride. That's all that is. The tongue starts boasting about itself. Talking about what all I can do. But we can't do anything without God. God gives us strength. So... There's, there's death, but God is trying to change us to speak life. Why not say, look, there's nobody here that can beat me helping someone because I'm, I'm willing to help someone at all costs. Why not say that? We never heard nobody say that. <laughs> you never heard a competition with, let's see who can help people the most. Melvin, I never heard that one. <laughs> I never heard that one. Man, I'm going to see who can do the most for someone today. I never heard a competition like that. That's life, though. Trying to look out for one another. That's life. 
But all we boast about is death. Who can beat up who? Who can knock each other's brains out? That's death. That's nothing but death. So, James says, the tongue is a little member, and he starts acting up sometimes. He begins to boast, all right? Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And he killing up a fire, too. He's getting us prepared for hell. That's all he's getting us prepared for, all right? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Sin resides in that tongue. Death. That's what Solomon was trying to tell us in Proverbs. Death. There's so much death that's in the tongue because we begin to boast. We begin to have pride. We begin to curse one another, wish evil upon one another. Death, all right? So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. The tongue is going to carry a lot of us to hell. But God's trying to save us. This is not a, a the, the gospel of damnation. This is a gospel of salvation. He's trying to save us. He's trying to uh, set us on the right path because when we were born, we were on the path of hell. We were on the path of destruction. And that's why we have to have a tongue change. We have to have that power, that Holy Ghost power, to set us on the right path. To change us from death to life. Because we're born in iniquity. All of us, I mean, you, you have little kids. They're ready to curse. As soon as they find out that you curse word, boy, they... <laughs> They're ready to do it. As soon as they hear these words, they like that. And that's what we do today. Every time something happens, we're ready to curse. It's something about it. The iniquity, the sin. But let's look at what the Lord says, all right? For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. Now, we can tame so many animals. I mean, animals twice the size, with twice the strength. I mean, hippos, those, those creatures are amazing. We can't stand up against a hippopotamus with our bare hands. But we found a way to tranquilize them, to tame them, to get them inside of a zoo where we can control them. We, f we find all these animals, the elephant, whatever animal it is, we find a way to tame them, how to control them, to get them to do what we want them to do. The lion, the king of the jungle, they say, we found a way to tame him. All these animals, we get control over them. But, but look at the next verse, Mel. But the tongue can no man tame. But our own mouth, we can't tame that because there's death in it. We don't have the power over death. God has that power. He said, oh, death, where is thy stink? The Lord has that power. And so we have to receive Jesus' spirit, the Holy Ghost. We have to receive his spirit so that we can tame our tongue. All right. 
Therewith, bless we. Oh, I think I skipped it. Again, verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. Mm -hmm. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, now somebody said words can never hurt. But God said through the mouth of James, he said, your tongue is full of poison. Now, I know we've been taught that <laughs> the cobra has poison. I, I know we've been taught the rattlesnake, the cottonmouth. All of these different uh, animals, uh, the black widow, all these different animals that we've been taught, they're full of poison. But God said, no, it's you. You you have the poison. It's you that needs the antidote. And that antidote is the Holy Ghost. That's what we need so that we can have a tongue change. Somebody don't want that change, though. <laughs> Somebody out there does not want the power of the Holy Ghost, but we need it so that we can control our tongue because our tongue gets us in a lot of trouble. I, I've, I've tried working extremely hard to control what I say because sometimes your tongue wants to say things that you know you shouldn't say. We know we shouldn't say certain things, but sometimes the tongue says you better say it. You know you want to. <laughs> there's so much power in the tongue. There's so much death that's there. But we can have life. But the only way to receive that power is if we receive the Holy Ghost. Because again, Jesus told us in Acts 1 and 8, he said, But when ye receive the Holy Ghost, he said, You will have power. Ye shall receive power when you receive the Holy Ghost. And we know the power he's given is nothing but life. He told us, he said, I am come to bring you life. He didn't come to bring us death. Death, we don't want any part of death. And so, these are words of life. This is about having that tongue change, having the power of God on our side. Because we can't tame our tongue. We can tame all these other things. We know how to control and manipulate so many things within life. But something we have within us every day, we can't tame it. We're not even trying to work on it either. We're working on taming animals. We're working on trying to get the dog to chase a squirrel. We're working on taming him so he can be the best squirrel hunter on the block. We're working on taming our reaction time so that I can hit this man faster than he can hit me. And I can bob and weave my head. <laughs> we're working on taming my head motion. So many things we're working on taming. But the tongue, with all the poison that resides in it, we said, no, my mouth is good. I say what I want to say. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> uh, but... The Lord said, we need to work on this, taming our tongue. We need that. And this is why, all right? Therewith, bless we God, even the Father. And there, therewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Now, we know we're guilty of this. I've done it. We've all done it. We bless God. We say, man, I love God. We say God has been so good to me. We praise Him. Praise the Lord. We, we say all these things. But when it comes to people, 
Let somebody make you mad. We ain't going to say bless them. We're saying the exact opposite of them. Man, I hope they die. Curse them. I, I, I can't even repeat all the words that we say. There's so many things that we say when it comes to people. And look at what the Lord says. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. Mm -hmm. My brother, these things ought not to be so. He said that, that shouldn't happen. Not from God's children. That shouldn't happen. Not from those that say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. He died for me. That shouldn't happen. From those that say, I'm a Christian. This is the life we signed up for. I know somebody said, somebody might feel that's unfair. Well, why can't everybody else do it? Because this is what you signed up for. And so these are the rules that God is expecting us to uphold to. He's expecting us to follow this. He said, out of the same mouth, you curse someone. You, you curse someone, but you bless God. He said, that shouldn't happen. We should only have life coming out of our mouth. We shouldn't ever have death coming out where we're wishing evil on people. We're cursing people out. We shouldn't do that. We should have speak life because that's what our Lord and Savior said he was coming to bring. And he said, let this mind be in us. That was also in Christ Jesus. And if we have the mind of Jesus and he said he came to bring life, when would we ever find Jesus wishing evil upon somebody? The Bible says it's not God's, it's not God's will that any should perish. That's not his will. And so how can us as Christians, I, I've seen so many people that claim Christianity, they said, look, they, they, I hope they rot in hell. Now, now, the Bible tells me it's not the will of God that any should perish. And so how can you come and say, I hope they go to hell? How can we do that? But that's what's in our tongue. That's what's in our heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the tongue speaks. That's what's in our heart. And it's coming out through our mouth. There's so much death in there. But we can be made whole. That's what God wants to do. He, he, he came to make us whole. He came to save us. He came to take away the evil out of us. But we don't want to do that. He said, I'm already right with God. I don't even know why they're talking to me. <laughs> I've heard it before. But the Lord, through the mouth of James, he said, out of the same mouth, the exact, this ain't a different person. This is the same person here. Out of the same mouth, they just finished blessing God on Sunday. But Monday morning, as a matter of fact, as soon as they leave the church ground, I've seen people do it in church. They'll curse in church. They'll curse somebody in church. They don't care. But just finish singing, Oh, how I love the Lord, clapping our hands to the song. <laughs> Out of the same mouth, we bless God and turn around and curse somebody else. And some of us get so bad that we curse God too. But the... That's not the way of God. That, that's not what he wants us to do. He, James said, we, we ought not do that. But the problem is, we have to go back 
and receive the Holy Ghost because there's life in it. There's so much life in God. And like I said, this is the life we signed up for. This is what we signed up for. He's not making us be a Christian. That's an offer. He's not making us accept these things. That's our choice. He wants you to join him in heaven, but that's our choice. So a lot of times when I talk to people about different things that God wants us to do, they get offended. But I say, friend, this is what you signed up for. This is what you said you wanted to do. Because these are God's rules. There's so much power within what we say. But God's trying to change that. Flip over to Mark uh, 16 and verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. This is what should happen for those of us that truly say we believe. This, These signs should follow us. Alright. In my name shall they cast out devils. Mm-hmm. They shall speak with new tongues. Now we talking about in the name of Jesus. Because that's who's talking. A lot of us run away from that name. The name of Jesus. He said we'll speak with new tongues. We have to. We have to change the way we talk. And we saw that happen. As soon as those disciples, the 120 in Acts, the second chapter, as soon as they received the Holy Ghost, that power that Jesus promised, Jesus came and worked on their tongue. Tongue change. Excuse me. Thank you. We saw there. He became he came immediately. He said, I gotta work on these people's tongue. Because what did we find Peter do? When he got upset, see all of the people throughout scripture, they face the same issues that we do. So a lot of times we look at them and feel as if we can't reach the same level that they reached. Because a lot of times we use the excuse, oh nobody's perfect. I, I I don't know if I can find it. I'm I'm gonna try to find this real quick. Uh, Matthew twenty six. I believe this is it. Matthew twenty six, and start at verse. Let's let's um let's look at verse six and nine. I think I want to start at six and nine. We'll see here a difference between the disciples before they received the power and after they received the power. There's a difference. Once we truly get saved, there should be a difference in our life. We should be a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. And so before, sure, we may have cursed everybody every time we got upset. But after we become saved, God's expecting a change. He's not expecting, uh, let me curse you out and then say, oh, oh, oh excuse me. 
No, no, no. That that's not what God said. He, he didn't say say excuse me after. He said don't do it. He said these things ought not to be so. You can curse them just as long as you say excuse me. I never seen that man. <laughs> I, I never found that one where he said oh just say excuse me, excuse my language. That's death though. Those are the words of death. Let's look here, Matthew twenty six. And we'll look at verse 69. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. Now, what I wanted to pick up was Peter, the night when Jesus was taken away. When Jesus was taken, and Peter managed to get within the place that they kept Jesus. And we know Jesus told Peter he was going to deny him three times. And so we're going to pick that up now. We're going to pick up Peter and his denial. So this this woman asked Peter, she said, she didn't ask, she said, she told him, she said, you were with him. You, you know Jesus. All right. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Now, this is the tongue now. The tongue is doing some lying. We've seen that happen with Ananias and Sapphira, how the tongue got them in trouble. They lied. And God killed them for the lie that they told. But now, Peter here, he's denying the Lord, all right? And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that... The that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Now, the second time, now we know we get upset. The more and more we hear the same stuff, we get more and more upset. I know I used to get upset when I had to repeat myself over and over and over. It seemed like every time it just built up, the more angry you get when you continue to hear the same question or when you continually have to say the same thing, we get upset. And the tongue, he gets closer and closer to getting out of control. Now, this is the second time. All right. And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. He said, look, I promise you, I don't know this man. I swear, we do that today, too. We start saying all kinds of stuff that God told us not to say. All right. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bewareth thee. Mm -hmm. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Now look at the power of his tongue here. He began to curse. That's what we do too. He began to curse and swear. And God told us not to do either one. He told us not to swear either. He said, let your yea be yea and let your nay be nay. He said, don't even swear. God told us to do a lot of stuff. And he's expecting us to do it. And so Peter here, now this is before he has this power to control his tongue. This is before he received the Holy Ghost. We find Peter doing all kinds of things before he got the Holy Ghost. But once he got the Holy Ghost, then Peter began to speak with a new tongue. He no longer talked like this. We find many instances where Peter's uplifting others, where P 
people are trying to kill Peter. And he never cursed them. We see a difference. We see a different creature. We see the same Peter. But he's a completely different person. Somebody said he he changed. He he acting different now. Because he is. But that's because of the power of the Holy Ghost, which came to work on his tongue. This is what the Holy Ghost does for us. And so if those of us out there today, if we would receive the power of God, he could fix a lot of issues with us because God sees these as problems. God sees the way that we talk to each other as an issue. And we're going to have to answer for it because we are as people, we are what's most important to God. It's not about that $1,200 stimulus check that we're thinking about. It's not about the student loan forgiveness. It's not about your kid going to college or your kid working for Google or Amazon. That's not what God's thinking about. He's thinking about how do you talk to each other? How do you encourage one another? How do you encourage your enemy? How do you, how do you, what do you do to those that hate you? Because he told us to bless those that hate us. And we know we don't do that. We know we don't do that. We know our enemy. Oh, that's the person we talking the worst about. But God said, you need to still speak life even to those people. This is the life that we signed up for as a Christian. This is what we signed up for. So some of us may have a change of mind after tonight and say, I don't even want to be a Christian no more. That'd be the worst mistake we can make. We might as well line up and do what God says because he wants to give us life. And if he wants to give us life, why not give life to those around us? Why not encourage those, exhort them? So this is where we are. And again, in Proverbs, he said there's death and life in the tongue. But all we know is death. But the Holy Ghost has come to strengthen us so that we can uh, speak life. So that's really what I wanted to look at tonight. It's so much that goes into this, so much that I won't even be able to cover. But all in all, we have to learn how to encourage one another, to be there for one another, to do whatever whatever it is that we can to bless one another. Because life gets hard life gets hard on everybody. No matter how tough we feel we are, words hurt us. Words have always hurt us. And they always will too. Because sometimes when people say something, it really cuts you deep. And we begin to think about what they said later on. We still thinking about it. Some they said some people told us ten years ago. We still thinking about it. We still man, I can't believe they said that to me. We holding grudges about it. That tells me words hurt. We'll hold a grudge ten, fifteen years about some somebody merely said. Because there's so much power within our words. But God wants to give us a, a stronger power, a higher power. He wants to give us the antidote for the poison 
that's within our mouth. He wants to give us a cure for it. That's what we're searching for right now within the world. We're searching for a cure for so many different diseases. God has the cure, though. And all we have to do is receive his spirit. But will we take it? That, that's our choice. But if you do, it's going to immediately come to work on our tongue. Because we need to change the tongue. Our tongue needs some fixing, some work, some reconstruction, some reconfiguring. Our tongue needs that. And that's what God's coming to do. He knows what he's doing. He knows. So... I won't prolong it anymore. I'll turn it over to Melvin at this time. <laughs> but I definitely appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah, most most definitely. Uh, we definitely, as we always say, we appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to what we have to say and what God has to say. Because so we always try our best to come straight from the Word of God, nothing added and nothing taken away. But speaking on the subject of the power of the tongue, I firstly would just like to thank God for working on me and working on my patience and working on what I, on my tongue, because my tongue was <laughs> very, very bad and I really could not control it at all. I remember growing up, there was a lot of times when my tongue got me in trouble. I can recall many times where I got grounded because <laughs> they have an attitude. Mom would tell me to do something and the main thing would be when I smack my lips, I'd be like, man. <laughs> say something under my breath you know because i wouldn't have the guts to say it out out loud you know but um definitely the power of the tongue and it's, it's so easy that we can get ourselves in trouble because we can snap in the heat of the moment and then later on oftentimes and not even all the time but oftentimes we'll regret what we said because words definitely do hurt and the effect of those words last much longer than our anger so when you get angry, just think about, it. is this going to affect me six months from now, three months from now, even tomorrow? Just try to think about something positive. When you get up in the morning, when your alarm clock wakes you up, you get mad because it wakes you up. Just think about, don't say, oh man, I have to be busy today. Say that I get to be busy today. Just a simple change in vocabulary can help you throughout today. Say today is going to be great. Say I get to be busy instead of I instead of I have to because there's a lot of people who would like to be busy but due to many reasons they can't or for whatever they made me bound to a wheelchair and wish <laughs> and it's it's just so much that can be said and I think I brought this up last week or the week before about this taxi driver taking some taking one of his passengers somewhere and as the taxi driver was about to park he almost hit somebody's car and it was a nice car I don't remember what kind of car it was and the guy got out of the nice car and cursing the taxi driver. Just saying, hey, jump out right now. I'll beat you up. I'll, I'll do this and I'll do that to you. Throwing the middle finger, cursing him and all that. And the taxi driver just smiled and waved saying, have a good day. <laughs> and the passenger, he was saying, man, man what are you doing? <laughs> no, nah, that couldn't have been me. We would have had to throw blows. And it reminds me of how I used to be growing up. Let somebody say something bad about me. Oh, it's over it. Like, we fighting. I mean, it wasn't any other. But that's why I thank God for working on me, working on my patience, and learning how to look at things at a different perspective. To be like the taxi driver. 
to just smile and wave and say, have a good day. That person could have just been having a, a, a bad day. And I'm not trying to justify his speech or his actions or anything, but we never know. Instead of backlashing, just say, smile, have a good day. And I'm reminded of um, a, a bishop when he said, um, we went to his church, uh, Tony and I. We went to his church um, one time, and I remember my first time there, one of our friends was with us, and we were trying to see where we were going to stay. And the person um, that w the house we were in, they said, hey, you can sleep in my bed. And say, Siri. They said, hey, you can sleep in my bed, and I'll sleep on the couch. Because in, th in that scripture, we should esteem others higher than ourselves. What greater sacrifice than to lay down our lives for the brethren? And then the bishop there, the first time I met him, he said, you need some furniture? Come back. I ain't serious. <laughs> he said, do you need some furniture? Come back with a truck and we'll give you furniture because we were about to be moving at the time at no charge. And he's always about helping the people. In the church that they do so many things together they're uplifting each other and I remember I listened to one of his messages and he got he was talking about how he got interviewed and the person asked um, the bishop I don't think these people see what you're doing what you're trying to do for them and it just reminds me that the preacher definitely has the hardest job he cares about so many people he cares about their soul that he doesn't want to see their, their soul lost. He's not wishing people to go to hell like people are. Because as Tony mentioned, and as the Bible says, it's not God's will that anybody should perish. So why are we wishing for people to perish? If we have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, if we have his spirit dwelling inside of us. Like the preacher constantly, the true preacher of God constantly is trying to help people. And people just think that the pastor, hell, he's just judging me. He just want to be controlling. So the lady or whoever was asked him in, in the interview, they said, I don't think people are seeing what you're actually trying to do for them. They're saying all of these bad things about you. They're cursing you. They're wishing hell upon you. They're calling your church a cult and all of these different things. How do you respond to that? And his response was, I love them. I, I love them. I, I wish them nothing but the best. I want to see them succeed, and I hope they find God. I love them. Now, how many of us today can have that the amount of power to say, I love them? Because that's what Scripture says. Love your enemies. Bless them. They curse you. Do good to them. Pray for them that despitefully use you. He didn't do any backlash. He didn't say, oh, man. See, those people, they don't know what they're talking about. They bad. They're all going to end up in hell. He didn't say anything like that. He said, I love them. And that's how we all should be. And it's very hard when we, and, and near impossible if we don't have the spirit of God. Because as in the book of James said, the tongue can no man tame. But God can help us tame it. Because he's definitely helped me tame mine. And I see it almost on a daily basis where people they will use curse words in their everyday language and then something bad happens and then they will curse something or somebody and they say man I'm trying to stop cursing it just, it just keeps coming out 
because they can't tame it. They can't tame the tongue. And as I said earlier, that same bishop, he said a tongue is behind bars, behind jail bars called our teeth. And a blanket is thrown over them called our lips. And we're steady uncovering it to speak death on people. So we definitely have to um, get in control of our, our tongues. And just like Peter didn't wish any death upon people, even the people that was trying to kill him, trying to hurt him, he didn't wish them, he didn't wish harm on any of them. And with us today, we wish harm on people that's not even doing us wrong in any kind of way. They may be doing somebody wrong that we like. And we wish just hell upon upon them. Jesus never wished that, even with the people mocking him and beating him. I'm sure we all know what he said when, we, when he was on that cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How many of us are able to do that? But we can. We won't be able to do it on our own. But with the comforter, the promise, the power, the Holy Ghost, we, we need to get it. We definitely need to get it. So, um... I'm going to leave it right there. I see we don't have any other comments. Messenia um, says, amen. Amen, my brother. Messenia, thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for being interested in the word of God. So, again, I'll leave it there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are definitely tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, just like the apostles did. No matter what they were doing, they counted the joy that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. There is joy in the midst of every storm. So until next Thursday evening, you guys be blessed and we'll see you with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the Word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.